0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are pressing on to the Gospel of Matthew, and we have spent several episodes here at Matthew 24 and 25, often referred to as Jesus's Olivet Discourse. Uh, discourse, he's talking, he's communicating, and he's doing it on the Mount of Olives. And remember, it's really important, folks, to understand and remember the context of all this. Matthew 24 and 25 are all one thing right here where Jesus is responding Remember, Matthew 23, he had just come out of having that encounter with the religious rulers, where he said, woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. He comes out of the temple complex. His disciples try to lighten the moment. They say, oh, look here, master. The buildings are coming along real nice, aren't they? (laughs) Harry had been working on them 40 years, you know, that kind of thing. And Jesus wasn't having anything to do with it. He said, hey, these things are not going to stand one stone upon another. Well, they were thinking about that, and apparently there was some form of a conversation going on while they were going to the Mount of Olives. Because four of the disciples come up to Jesus, and they ask him a question. They say, when will these things occur, and what is going to be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? Jesus answers their question. So in Matthew 24, verse 4 through 14, he gives a panoramic overview, really of the balance of time. Then in verse 15, he starts uh, giving some uh, detailed insight. He says, so therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, just like the prophet Daniel said, when you see that, then those in Judea need to flee to the mountains. And he starts giving more and more detail. Well, toward the end of the 24th chapter, he starts giving some pictures, some examples of it. He says, it's going to be like in the days of Noah. It's going to be like this, it's going to be like that. In the 25th chapter... He actually gives us some parables. Remember the first part of it is the parable of the ten virgins, right? And so an idea behind this is to be on the alert, be ready, be prepared. And then the parable of the talents, the the master that went off and left uh, three people in charge, okay? So today we're up to the uh, 31st verse. And in light of all this, Jesus says this, but when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him then he will sit on his glorious throne so Jesus starts off with this but in light of everything right here what he's saying he's given him sequencing he's given him timing he says the son of man is going to come he's been calling himself the son of man he is the son of man he's using that term because of what Daniel saw in Daniel chapter 7 in the vision the son of man and let me tell you The religious rulers would have known exactly what Jesus was saying. So Jesus says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. So what's the scene here now? The scene is the Son of Man has come. He's come in all his glory. And the angels are with him. All the angels with him. And then the Son of Man is going to sit on his glorious throne. So Jesus is sort of moving ahead here a little bit in the picture and explaining to them what's going to happen, going back to answer their question. When will these things occur? What will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? So now the Son of Man, Jesus himself, is sitting on his glorious throne. Now, the balance of this chapter, which will take us this episode, maybe the next one to get through, is really uh, important, okay? The context of this is really, really important. That's the reason I just spent three minutes to give a synopsis of it, because the balance of this chapter is so often mistaught and mispreached. As a matter of fact, the normative way of teaching and preaching this is not correct, okay? Now, what is taught and preached out of this are things that we should do, okay? So, I'm not talking about an error per se related to how the body of Christ should be living and what we should be doing. But they're using a passage, which is not the best passage for that. And the passage really says something else that nobody ever addresses. I mean, it's very, very rare. Um, I don't think in my whole life I've ever heard anybody address what's really going on in this chapter at a local church. In other words, a church I'm a member of or a Sunday school class I'm part of or a Bible study I'm a part of. I have learned things via other people, <laughs> books and stuff like that, right? Listen to what happens here in verse 32. So the Son of Man is sitting on his throne, Jesus still speaking. And Jesus says this, all the nations will be gathered before him. So let me stop right there. Who is gathered before him on his throne? All the nations. Okay all the nations. Now, who are the nations? We go, well, it's all the nations of the world, I guess, this and that. Well, yes. I mean, that'll work. That'll be fine. But when you see it from a biblical point of view, particularly from the end times point of view within the Bible, but uh, throughout the Bible, when the Lord refers to the nations, he means any all the other nations that are not Israel, all the other people groups that are not Jewish. Okay. Also, we as the body of Christ get grafted into that, okay? So when he says the nations, he's speaking of those who are not believers and those who are not Jewish. It's all the other people. So all the nations will be gathered before him, verse 32, continuing, and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Now, a lot of us are going, Oh, okay. So this is the sheep and goat judgment, right? It's a sheep and goat judgment, uh, in a, in a manner of speaking. Yeah. But what usually comes with this, people say, well, are you a sheep? or Are you a goat? I hope you're neither one. Cause it's of the nations, all the nations. They're by definition unbelievers. This is not the judgment of believers. This is a judgment of the nations. The nations are set forth before him, before the Son of Man. So they're being judged. And it's really interesting when you see this because uh, this really makes people nervous when they start seeing it because it starts to draw into question what they think they knew. (laughs) You know what I mean? So what's the scene here? Okay, and we'll just recap it right here because I don't want to go any further Uh, because we'll get into some stuff, okay? Here's what you need to remember for our next episode. All the nations will be gathered together. And this happens after the Lord comes, after the Son of Man comes, after he comes in all of his glory, after with the angels with him, he's going to be sitting on his glorious throne. After all this sort of said and done here on earth, he's going to gather the nations together and he's going to separate them. And on one side, there's going to be sheep on his right. And on his left-hand side, there's going to be goes. I wonder what the Lord's going to do. <laughs> I dare say you already know. But wait till you see the detail of this. It's going to change the way you think about a lot of stuff. Well, in the meantime, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. By the way, go check out my website. I haven't mentioned that in a good while. It's just dalemore.tv. I do a daily blog there. I put this podcast there. I put our weekly Bible studies there. We just started working through the book of Mark if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, in a somewhat contemporaneous, contemporaneous nature, marks a great study, and uh, also you'll find a place there if you uh, feel like the Lord's moving upon your heart to help support these times. You'll find that right at the top of the uh, uh, the website, a little Patreon link right there. So thank you all, bless you, and I'll see you next time.